0: Welcome back, y'all. Welcome back. Yo, it feels like the first day of school. You haven't seen your buddies in a while. You get some, some fresh swag, you get a, a gold, ch- a new fat gold chain, a fresh forfeit hat, a, a Nick Foles Berlin Farmers Market T-shirt special over there, like Big John Sud has right now. And it feels like, you know, you hadn't seen your buddies in a while. You're trying to oh get catch up. You had a you had a, a summer break, you know, because that's basically what, what we did. We went on forfeit summer summer Probably vacation. Like,
1: we were on corporate, oh, cor- corporate gave us a lot of weeks vacation. We took yeah
0: it. yeah. We, Shout we, out to Corporate. We marched right up into their office and said, We need a break, okay? And uh there's they they couldn't really do much about it. We just we just we we left. We left for a couple months, you know. Had to we go.
1: We did Rudy with the jerseys on the desk. That's right.
0: That's right. Great scene. Great movie, by the way. Great, great movie. Never seen it. Nah, Bill's never. Phil Bill doesn't know what we're talking about. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I mean, you know, we went on this, a little, a little, a little holiday. As J Lo would say, you know. Um, had to experience some things, you know. Philly sports went into like a little bit of purgatory, you know. We had some teams let us down again, um, <clears throat> Sixers, uh, and you know it's it was time to just refresh the batteries, sit on the beach for a while, and um, you know reflect on 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 things both with the podcast and and you know how how are we gonna how are we gonna up the ante for our for our Fifteen listeners out there that we have to, you know, tell tell that we're actually podcasting again. No, I'm 15, just kidding. 000. I'm sorry. We Fifteen thousand. Um, you know, I mean, some of us, some of us moved to different states, built houses. Some of us created n- new human beings, yeah. brought them into the world. You know, other, others just, you know, keep 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 racking up, checking their bank account every morning. And 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 finding out they have more in it than when they went to sleep, you know. I'm sure the uh, metal stud business is is booming right now. And uh, you know, John, big John just Stud, make, just making NFTs over here, and just making NFTs left and right, <laughs> left and right, at our expense. That's right. There's about there's about 500 forfeit logo NFTs. In different colors and patterns out there. We're mining that, Bitcoin as we speak. That's it. Blockchains. So many blockchains happening right now. You can't even. I can't even keep up. I can't even keep up. But um, you know, I think um, you know the one. The one thing that you know we're going to touch on here later in the episode is the you know the one. Um, the one beam of hope uh, in Philly sports right now is. Um, is our fight and fills, I think, you know, they're giving us something interesting to, to kind of be hopeful for. And we're excited for the birds coming back. You know, I think we'll, we will be excited for the Sixers at some point. Um, time will tell. Right. Um, but Hey, you know, let's, let's kick, let's, let's dive into some, um, some, some NBA season recap, unless anyone else has anything they, they would like to share, um, and share what they've been up to i mean you know i i, I, I live in a neighboring state now and i i built a a, a a new home and let me just tell you it was uh it was an experience the last year and a half of my life has been been quite different but for the better um but uh you know that's been keeping me busy but um ready to jump back on the pod and and, and make some noise with you guys again you know summer's summer's coming to an end we gotta we gotta we gotta make some noise again um j
2: what's up making babies over there making babies James James uh James came a little early um he was born in uh February he was supposed to be born in May and then uh he hung out in the NICU for a while. He he started to make friends with the nurses, and you know, 134 days later, he finally decided to to, to come home. So that was cool. He's got more Twitter followers than than the podcast <laughs> has. He's got more Twitter followers than the podcast <laughs> has. Um, should, should put him in charge of our Twitter accounts. What we should do. It's hey, you know. He uh, so now now he's home. He's been home since uh, July 5th, and. Um, he finally pulled his feeding tube out for the last time last week, so that was a that was a big step for the little man. So, yeah, man, every day is a uh, every, every day, day is an adventure. Every day is an adventure. So we've got a we've got an in,
0: a forfeit intern in the making.
2: We've
1: oh, a, we, we're, we're
0: procreating assistant. the next, Absolutely. the future generation of this podcast, Slobo. Oh.
2: Yeah, like yep. he can like walk and pick stuff up. He's gonna be fetching beers for all of us. So That's
1: don't awesome. you me. If you have any questions or concerns, make sure you email James at forfeitpod.com.
0: That's it. Send, <laughs> james send, send, at
1: forfeitpod. Send the topless pics to him and he will uh, sort through them for us. He will.
0: Right? He will filter through. Wow, Bill. You got quite. You got quite the uh, fantasy football event coming up again, brother. I'm sure you're, 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 you're preparing the preparing your house to not be burned, be burned down. down again. Doesn't matter. All these
3: teams stink.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there it is, and it's still it's still a chilly, blustering, twenty eight degrees Oof. in Berlin. Oh wait a second. Let me
1: get the blanket on. get our
0: blanket. Let me get the heated blanket oh. on.
1: Oh, God, it's getting cold in here.
0: Oh, man. One thing's for sure. Summer's coming to an end, but it's always it's always it's always it's always freezing cold. It's always cold on Roosevelt at at Roosevelt. Yeah, for sure.
3: sure. Yeah, the the Phillies are Bima Hope. Yeah, Bima Hope. Bleep, 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 bleep. bleep. Oh, man. Yeah, they're gonna fight. They're gonna fight to maybe get a wild card spot. That's fantastic!
0: Woo, woo, woo! Hey, well, hey. I mean, it's been what ten years, John. You gotta, you gotta get in. That's not the playoffs.
3: Playoffs is win the wild card game. They'll have to beat like a real team, which they don't really do. When they're really good at beating like the Reds and like no, I was gonna say the Cubs, but the Cubs sweep them. Shitty team. I mean, you know. But yeah, uh, you know. And then. Only team that actually wins games around here I wanted to get pumped for, it, but then get embarrassed by FC Dallas yesterday. Well, First place Chester boys.
1: Well, let's let's be real. Oh, wait a minute.
3: they
0: Union's not on the agenda tonight.
2: <laughs> in their defense, they have actually never beaten those those fuckers in Dallas <laughs> in, in in eleven years. They've never beaten them. Ever. It's just a We've beaten them here. We've just never beaten them there. It is what it is. They still have the best record in the East. They're still the number one seed. But yes.
3: But yeah, now I guess uh I didn't know if there was still I mean the some topics if we're on to the NBA because that's the yeah, that that's a nice uh nice wound. Let's just go ahead and reopen a little bit. Stick that right back let's, in this NBA
0: season. Let's tear that band aid off. Hey, we, hey, we've. I mean, we basically put a bandaid over a bullet wound. So let's just tear the bandaid off and seal this bitch up for, for good, and then we can move on with our lives.
3: Yeah, this team. Yeah, no, I guess it's. Uh, yeah, I guess you know, seeing you know it's the fact that the Warriors. I mean, I, I don't think we would have beat the Warriors, but just seeing how, like, watching like a team like that, and even Boston at times just seeing like those teams that just seem like they're on a different level than us was
0: kind of just disheartening but well yeah. i keep going back to to depth you know i think we are the sixers lacked depth they lacked depth and they lacked playoff experience within that depth and it just gave you know our 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 head coach who has you know has faced a, a lot of criticism from time to time on this podcast, but you know, it, it, it's, it only leaves him with so much he, he, he can work with, you know? Um, so we'll see. I mean, is, is, is Maury done making moves before the season starts? Uh, time will tell. I don't know. I mean, you know, I mean, everyone got excited about the whole Durant thing and all the rumors and everything, but, As we've discussed, you know, offline, I mean, is that the best thing for for the Sixers at this given time? I I, I don't know. I mean, it would be interesting. I mean, I don't think anyone would disagree that having, you know, I would say arguably the best player on the planet, arguably the best player on the planet right now on your basketball team would, you know, how is that not an upgrade? But you know there's only one basketball on the court and you know the nba and basketball is a game of matchups and you know there's only so much you know once you hit a certain ceiling with the 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 the, the weapons that you have on your team i mean it takes a, a variety of characters right we've said it time and time again you need the you need the lights out shooter you need the floor general and then you need the veteran goon that's going to go out there and defend anyone who, you know, tries to challenge your floor general or your or your aspiring rookie that is just, you know, laying it out there for your team. Um, it's just it, you need all those things to come together and and percolate at the right time. And there are teams like Boston. There are teams like the Warriors they're, you've seen it with the Spurs time and time again. The Heat, you know, they 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 find a way to get that all that stuff, all those ingredients percolating at the at the right time. Um, and the Sixers just have, have they've, they haven't been able to do that. They haven't been able to do that. And they've ha- they've they've been able to get it to percolate, but like midway, like right after the All Star break, or like you know, it's it's not a, it's never at the right time. So, you know, uh, do we have the potential to, 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 to make some noise again this year? Absolutely. Um, you know, am I surprised that we're not like, you know, uh, one of the top five teams predicted to projected to win the championship? I'm not surprised by that, but you know how this league is, you know, one injury can change the landscape of an entire division on any given team. Um, God forbid. I don't want anyone, you know, getting hurt or anything, but you, you, we just know how this, these things can go. So, uh, you know, like, like, like always, I'm excited for every NBA season. And like always, I'm always, you know, watching, watching the Sixers and hoping that, you know, they, they make a run and they make it fun and, and, and they, um, they give us something because you know that, you know, us as a fan base, we give it to them. We bring we bring our fandom, you know, and, and we'll always be there. It's just we need something to get behind, you know. So time will tell. Time will tell. That's all I have to say about that at this time.
1: <laughs> well, I think we can all agree watching the NBA playoffs that the Warriors are back. Yeah. And there's no argument that Steph Curry right now hang up his jersey. He's a Hall of Famer that team is scary. The West is packed with the most punch in the NBA. The East is wide open, right? The, the, this is this is prime time for the Sixers if they're going to do something. I mean, the way Brooklyn was was created and sort of put together with their quote-unquote superstar roster, they got swept in the first round. And, you know, with all the Kyrie stuff and you mentioned Matt about you know, Durant sort of like both of them holding the Nets hostage. Um it's kind of put the NBA kind of on notice and who wants to get the best player on the planet right now. And by making that move, uh I think we kind of talked about it, you know, in our chat, you know, I'm a firm believer that you do what you can to get Kevin Durant. I mean this this city wants a team to get behind. Um I think that you do whatever it takes, whatever it takes to get Kevin Durant. Um, I know that probably scares a lot of people, um, but if he's available, you're you're you have him for four years. You make that trade. Um, I, I know everyone loves Maxi. I think he's got potential, but it's a he's got potential. It's he potentially could be good, really good, or he could potentially be not so good. So we already know what Dur- Kevin Durant can do. Um, you just get him for four more years. You hope that he could sort of like plan his flag here and you know make a new name for himself at a new a new place. And th- that's what I'm lo- I'm looking forward to this off to see where he lands because I think that that's going to affect a lot of stuff going on in the Eastern Conference. And then I think that will probably predict a lot of the stuff that uh, we'll talk about in the future about the Sixers as well.
3: Well, first off, I think I'd have to say. I'd make the argument that Steph Curry is the best player in the NBA over Kevin Durant.
0: And that's a valid argument.
3: I think I I think it just uh I think this past season shows that that, you know, um you know, he just does what it takes to win. He's probably, you know, I'm sure there are 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 a handful of guys. I I, I don't know if you can say Brady is to an extent, but Seth Curry's probably the most selfless superstar, like, hands down in the NBA. Not even close, but, you know, professional sports, it's somebody with his, like, just elite game-changing ability, and he just, I mean, he came off the bench for, like, a month or so when he got back, just the team was in, you know, flowing, it just, you know, he gets it, he's just, like you know, and it's just nice to see a guy like that succeed that you don't have to be you know it's it's you know you hear with KD oh, uh, is he going to do the, the Ben Simmons and hold out and all that and it's like i i get the talent on I me mean, i'm not blind to how good he is and yes right now next year i would have to catapult us to the one of the top 2 or 3 championship teams if we get him so you know if you do that i mean Maury said it time and time again his his goal is to get players to be within the top 5 of the championship odds, because those are the guys that win it every year, the guys that are in like top five, basically odds-wise. So, um, I so it's just tough to see because I think Maxi. I guess it'd be easier to to do the Maxi trade, but it also he wouldn't also be as appealing if if he didn't have such a big jump from year one to year two. And I think like that's not something that. I'm not saying it's overlooked. In this when people say, you know, like or if you say you know you want you want Durant, and I'm not saying you're wrong in saying that because it comes to shove if Kevin Durant could be here for Maxi, I don't know if I can say no to that. But that being said, Tyrese's improvement from year one to year two is just 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 amazing. And this kid is just a gym rat. So I mean I, I, I get your point totally seeing while well, he's still a potential. Kevin Durant's 30, 36 gonna be 37 this season I don't know like he got tired in the playoffs now granted he would he had to do a lot of carrying for Brooklyn but if if Maxie takes that next jump to be that 20 to 23 a game guy night in and night out with Joel who's the engine of this team and James from all from all accounts is all in and you know, with PJ and Daniel House and and Melton, like, this is a good team. Like, this is like a 55-60 win team. And, you know, we'll see what happens in the playoffs. I mean, it, it just comes down to simply Joel. If he cannot get hurt in the playoffs and Maxie and James play at a sub-star, this team is, is solid as is, but... Yeah, I guess I wouldn't be I wouldn't be upset if we had Kevin Durant tomorrow. It wouldn't be oh no, this guy's falling. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll see what happens. You know, we got a little, little, about, about two months till the season starts.
0: It's so funny how you said. You know, we said it ever since we started this podcast. When you talk about the Sixers, what's the one X factor? It is and will always be until he's moved on. It's Joel Embiid. Like, I don't care who you're talking about. I mean, we have James Harden on. He
3: dominated team. Toronto. Toronto was arguably one of the top three hottest teams in the NBA, hands down. I mean, I watched pundit after pundit pick the, the Raptors to shock the Sixers in six or 7. This, we, Bill Joe all got hurt in, in game four. And even in game four, we literally dominated that team. And yeah, we lost that game for me. So I'm sorry, game five when we won. I know we lost game four. Um, you know, I, I, I think we spun ourselves a little bit. But we thoroughly dismantled the hottest team in the NBA. And we had guys that we couldn't even guard because they're just – they're all six, nine guys who jump through the roof. And we were just with guys like Maxie out there and James. It was just a nightmare. And we dismantled that team with a better – you know, with a championship coach. Not fair to say better, but, you know, he's a – you know, and it's so – I think – and that was a team without P.J., without Daniel House, without Melton, um, with James Harden being out of shape, Maxie being a year – like, I think this team, man, they stay healthy. It, you know, so – but, yeah, no, we'll see. It's, it's all, you know, well, I guess we'll see what the the, the basketball gods have in store. If we, pay, if we paid our penance yet.
1: I, I oh. think Matt
2: – God, Jesse, sorry. Well, and and ultimately – you know, KD is the one that you're already starting to hear that, you know, you don't want to be there. He's You know, he's seen the the Ben Simmons show and, and what's going on and what's left of that team. And he's just going to be like, I want out. And he's, at this point, I don't think he's going to be, you know, he's not going to be the good soldier and just keep his mouth shut. So all you have to do is wait it out and hopefully he... Uh, sets enough fires in the building that eventually the asking price isn't maxi and it might just be some other players and picks.
3: Yeah. I mean, that, that is absolutely the best case scenario. And then it comes down to, you know, from what they say, but who the hell knows is the only team that really can trump us is with the Boston with Jalen Brown, but Jalen Brown is better than maxi right now. He's 25 under contract for three more years and he's an all-star. I mean, he's a proven NBA all-star and you know, that could be, and, and they were saying, if you throw in Marcus smart, you know, that's a, we can't match that package with Toby and Maxie. You know, I mean, that's you know, they, like, you take Jalen and Marcus smart all day. Um, I would think, but you know, who knows, but yeah, I think it's, um, you know, I think it's one of those that it's just, it's just, it's just tough to see as an NBA fan. Even I'm so exhausted. And I don't want to go over a lot of time on the NBA, but I'm just exhausted with these guys. I get it. You, you, you know, they're in a different world than us and they should have the ability to kind of make moves. But when you sign that contract for four years, $180 million super max, and then in the first year of it kicking in, you, you start pulling this stuff. It's like, what are you doing? You know, if you want to be behind the scenes, jockey and a little bit, this and that, but and I guess it's just a world we live in now where everything is fought. Social media to try to get the public for whatever that freaking means on your side. And, and I don't even get that. It's like, what they're on your side from behind a phone tweeting. Oh, I've got your back. Hey, it's like, it's like, wh- what are you doing? You're cashing their paycheck. Like I saw in Kyrie's in Kyrie's demand, he wanted a max deal and he wanted in writing that he didn't have to play more than like 58 games a season that he was going to sit out 24 games for rest and personal reasons and he would give the team, like, a day notice when he was going to sit out a game. Like, he wanted that, and he still wanted $200 million guaranteed.
1: And apparently Br- knows, Bryce Harper's contract. Who knows? Contract. That, like,
3: I, who knows that was one of the things that, like, <laughs> the owner of the net snapped. He was like, I'm out, I'm out on Kyrie. Like, I can't do this.
0: Yeah, I mean, I,
3: million I, I... When he's not going to play and going to play, you know, missed 24 out of 82 games. Like, I agree. Bill, like, he wants it in writing that he, that he won't be fined and shit.
0: It's it's like, gets exha- it gets exhausting. It gets exhausting. It gets exhausting, and I think it's a bit disappointing because, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, the NBA, you know, they have all these contracts with other sponsorships, and there's the TV money and this and that. But, you know, at the end of the day, if you don't have the fans, I mean, you don't really have a product. You so know, that's so why they're
3: pushing. That's why they're pushing China and worldwide for all this shit because they know a lot of us. Are getting tired of it?
0: Yeah, it's like just if, getting it's exhausting. Get just this. it's just a turning a lot of us off. I and mean, if, I think like you know, but I think we can all maybe agree. Like the four of us on this podcast, we are not the main target demographic for the NBA anymore. I mean, we're we're too set in our ways, you know. Um,
3: you yeah, weren't like were like we're we're not, but we are because
0: we're the ones, and a lot of it is. You know I mean we are hope hope we do, we do have a lucrative investment. income from this podcast so we we do we, we could at any given time you know have minority ownership anywhere in this league I get that but
3: with that well, being no, said
0: what I was as a, say as a fan that, we're like setting our ways
3: well you know? and we are but we all they also want us a lot because we're the ones that can go pay 150 dollars for tickets at the game
0: that's what I getting 20,
3: at. Like we have the ability, if you choose to, to go do that. And
0: yeah, and that that's what I'm getting at. But like I feel like there's people that, you know, they they eat this stuff up on social media. They I mean there's a there's a there's an audience for all this drama.
3: We're basketball fans yeah. who appreciate the NBA when it's good, but we're not like NBA fans just because it's the NBA, I guess, is the way I kind of look at it. Like we love basketball. We appreciate good basketball at every level. The NBA is supposed to be the best athletes playing the game at the highest level. Yep. Right now, I I question if that's accurate. Right now, you know, it's yes. They're not with the
0: way they're officiating it.
3: And and so I think the reality is, it's like we look. NBA is always going to be the pinnacle of basketball, and we're basketball fans. It's just disappointing that these guys now just think they can like they basically walk on water. And it's like, yeah, we get it. You're super talented. Like, I wish I had your handle, and I appreciate watching you on TV, and I'll buy your jersey. That kind of shit. But like, I I I can't hear that. Like, you don't want to play basketball, but you want to get paid still. Like, I I can't hear that. And what, like,
2: like Ben Simmons.
3: Yeah, like shit like that. Exactly. Like, I mean, you know, and then, and then and and then we have to settle because it's, it financially it makes more sense in case we lose. And I get it. It's a business decision and your bets, but it's like, we probably gave this guy minimum five to eight, $10 million at least, you know, in, in that range. And it's like, he won, he got the half his money from the nets and he got another, probably five, 6 million from us. And he didn't have to do. And so it's just like, you know, and I mean, he's gone and it's like, whatever, but it's just like, it's, it, 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 yeah, it, it just as a fan. It's, and, and I, and I had this question too, and just overall in sports, When did it become like a thing where we just know these guys' salaries? Like, why does this have to be public information? I mean, I'm not like being like whatever, but like why does this have to be public information?
1: Well, I think everyone's sort of touching on the point about – I mean, this happens in every sport. Sports are reality television. We love it. We love it because it's reality TV. It's entertainment. It's, But it's the closest thing to – big brother survivor that this this country loves to watch what
3: well, are their games their games being played and we play a lot of us played them as kids so we you know have some ties to that and and we you know like and and you don't have to play the game to have a tie to it it helps um but no you're right it's it's a game of chance and you never know the any given sunday slogan that it's you know and so
1: But but to your point, your question, Bill, about like, why do we know salaries like we we start as we've gone on in sports, we start to learn more. That's why I use reality TV. It's like we're we're living in their homes, you know, MTV Cribs. We are on the sidelines listening to them. We are getting sideline. We're getting live tweeting during games. What's going on? We are glued to it because we don't want to miss anything like that's what. You know that's why I make the comparison to reality television. Um, you know these guys also make a lot of money off of fans and their love and sort of addiction to sports. So you know now with social media, um, it, it's even more amplified. Um, you know people the, the you know never before have Kevin Durant been able to tweet back what he what he thinks about reports like, you know, Michael Jordan didn't have that back in the day. You know what I mean? So it's it's a it's a it's a much larger thing now with the way the tele, well, television is access, um, hard, things like hard knocks and, you know, all the stuff that the behind the scenes shit that we get to see now opens our eyes to, you know, all like you said, like there's a guy making 250 million guaranteed, and like, you know, it's kind of nuts. But it's the only the only time in America where I guess where you know that and like public servants like how much they make. You know, it's, it's 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 interesting.
0: You know, you brought up a great point there, John. That I just it just dawned on me like Kevin Durant has social media <clears throat> as a way to fire back to the media. And other people coming at him. And you just said Michael Jordan didn't have that. Well, how did Michael Jordan get back to all from all the with all the how did he get back at all those people? He he did it in his game. I mean, he went out there in his work and he proved it on the court and he and he made all those people eat their words through his play. And I think when you really think about it, it just it waters down the, the 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 the. the social media aspect waters down the quality of the game.
1: Well, I mean, it's, it's the, that's why I I keep going back to reality television. Like it's dirty. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's behind the curtain shit. Like, yeah. And, and I think that we also get in trouble too, when we start to, I I, I probably should have brought up Michael Jordan, but like he, he's someone you're never going to see ever again. And I, I think that like Kobe Bryant was maybe the closest to him. Yeah. As far as work ethic and yeah. not clapping back and shit like that. Yep. We're never gonna see that type of athlete ever again, I don't think, mm-hmm. in this world because of social media and the access and everything else. You're not gonna have a guy that's just like in the gym not tweeting, you know, just going out and win. Like it, it I don't know if you guys,
0: I don't know if you guys ever did this either, but like when I was a kid, like I would watch like if I knew I would stay up and It didn't matter what what sport it was like baseball, football, course, NBA or hockey. Like it didn't matter if like my team was in it or not. Like but I wanted to stay up and watch them win the championship because I knew that the cameras were going in the locker rooms Mm -hmm. and you got to see like, oh, wow, like that's what it looks like back in that Mm -hmm. locker room. And that's that's where they get ready. And like you felt like you were you were.
3: Well, wrestling was the best locker rooms when you went.
0: To wrestling, wrestling was the best. Yeah. Like, like it was like, oh my and God. Drama go back where like time. they are like, like this mm-hmm. is like VIP access. You know what I mean? Like, and that was like the one time out of the season where you actually got to see the locker room, you know, and like, and see where these guys like got dressed and the, and the training area. And, and it was just a look behind the curtain, you know, but now, I mean, that's like with all the social media, it's like everything it's there there's no nothing sacred anymore nothing is is like you know private and you know there's yes, no allure it's anymore.
3: readily available at, the, at your fingertips it's like yeah. you know it, it leaves it really takes away from a i don't want to say you know, i guess this is true i mean like your imagination with things like you like wondering and i get those sides you, you stop wondering and know something but at the same time it's nice to kind of maybe just have that you know, kind of just that, like you said, that mystique. I'm yeah. not seeing it that often, so it's like a rarity, as opposed to like, oh, I can just go on so and so's YouTube channel because he has a press pass, yeah, he has interviews at the game, everything. So
0: you go on TikTok and you can see, you know, Clay Thompson getting his ankle taped in the training. Exactly, room, yeah, 100, right? you know, you know I mean? yeah, because the
3: trainer has his own channel and everybody loves him. Yo, nope. taping with Trey, it's like, yeah. All right, you know, it's you know, so it's so yeah, I you know, I kind of think it's that. You know, it took me out know, that whole, like, you know, a lot of benefit stuff from that. But there's also, I won't say like an ugly side, but a side that takes away from some of the things that we appreciated, you know, when we were youngins with stuff. Cause now it's just like everything, like, like there's no, like, I don't say shock value anymore with stuff, but it's just like everything is just so continuously, like, available. There's no, like, yeah. anticipation for shit.
0: Well, and I'm sure the next generation that's being brought up in this new environment and new platform of how how sports is being broadcast, I'm sure they have their own special little things that they'll always cherish. It's just again, I go back to what I said before. We're older. We're stuck in our ways. Like like this new. We see this as like, oh man, this is like dirty. You know, this is like a dirty. You know, it just tarnishes the 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 mystique and the and and what makes sports special to us because of how we were and how it was when we were brought up. But now this other this next generation, they're gonna be like, Oh, remember remember those TikTok episodes, you know? Like they they'll never do that again. We'll never see that, you know. It it just it it history repeats itself is what I'm trying to say. And then you know, those those youngins now like James Lorenz, he'll be he'll, one day he'll be stuck in his his way. You know what I mean? Um, it, it's just it's just a, it's just a repeating vicious cycle, you know. But I feel like we as you know, I think our generation, which was is kind of cool and I don't want to derail too much. Uh, this will be my final thought on this is that. I think it's cool where we bro- we were brought up with all the, especially with the NBA and the NFL, because you know we saw Michael Jordan who changed the game and changed the landscape of how sports you know went from you know just being an athlete to like the birth of like brands you know and that kind of changed things and now with with the whole social media th- we're seeing we're seeing it being reborn again you know. And we'll probably see it happen maybe two more times before we, you know, check out of this world. I don't know. But it's just, you know, I think with with, with every generation, it's just, unfortunately, we just, because we're stuck in our ways, it's just, we're just, you know, it, we're unimpressed, <laughs> you know? I don't know. It's just unimpressive.
1: My one final thought on the Sixers I just want to bring up before we get to the next topic when we talk about Kevin Durant and the Sixers, the selfish person in me is thinking about the long-term game. Someone brought up Joel Embiid and his injury, pro- his injury problems. If, if those keep happening, and I'm when I say keep happening in the next one to two years, he's going to be gone, and we're going to be stuck with an old James Harden and maybe Tyrese, Tyrese Maxey. And then at that point, you're going to kind of be like, what do we do? And we're back in the same – We're going to have sleep. dollar
0: hot dog nights all over again. So what
1: I'm saying is the long-term game, me selfishly, is push all the chips on the table for Kevin Durant. And if something doesn't work out with Embiid or Harden, at, at least you have Kevin Durant. And you can ride him for f- four years and, and, and go from there. That's that's my only thing with that. And I will shut up. Yeah. No.
0: I mean – any other final thoughts before we start talking about, you know, another thing that we hold near and dear to our hearts is uh, football season and not just football season, Eggle season. So uh, go birds. Um, you know, I, I, it's not a shock to anyone on this podcast that, you know, the, the NFL preseason to me doesn't really do much for me. Training camp, yeah, I, I I dip in and out here and there. I, I'm more or less interested in you know any major injuries that may have happened, you know. But you know, I'm I really turn it on week one. Um, so I, I, I'll I'll hand the microphone o- the floor over to 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 the uh, the the NBA tr- training camp and preseason experts on this wow. podcast, and you can fill me in. On what's been going on?
1: I, I think that the. I mean, we who's been eating about, the
0: most Chipotle in the locker room is what I want to know.
1: Listen, we talked about NBA season recap. We went through that. I think the, this NFL offseason was one of the biggest. I think we would be we remiss to not talk about what has happened in the offseason after the Super Bowl. Rams, Rams, Bengals, someone on this podcast predicted that. I'm not going to say who it was. Um, but. Great Super Bowl. Um, on top of that, just the the moves. Like we talk about, God, like this being reality TV. Russell Wilson leaving Seattle. Devontae Adams leaving Green Bay. Brady retires. Then Brady unretires. Uh, you got Matt Ryan to the Colts. Later Wentz. Mm-hmm. Um, Khalil Mack to the Chargers. Amari Cooper to the Browns. Insert fart noise. Deshaun Watson to the Browns—that was big off-season news. Von Miller to the Bills. Von Miller to the Bills. Allen Robinson to the Rams. So, like a lot of bigger name guys, like that sort of whether free agency or even trades. Uh, Tyreek Hill's another one, huge. Yeah. um You know, it's again one of the biggest NFL off seasons I can big remember. Ben retired. Big Ben retiring. I mean, the the landscape of, and we've talked about this in past episodes the landscape of NFL teams are shifting and you can kind of see it now a lot more of those teams like the Steelers like you mentioned Ben who are Bill excuse me who are you know 10 12 years of like hard smash Mouth playoff football like now what do they do they're in like they're in a pickle what do they do they got Kenny Pickett Is he the guy is he going to be a stud who knows so it's been very exciting for for the NFL offseason so far the Steelers oh. always make Not it right. work, though. You know? They, they you see, always what? seem to make it work. Yeah. Well, it's, it's the most stable. Or, I said it earlier in, the, in our chats. It's the most stable organization in the NFL. It, I mean, they have, there's a reason why they have the most Super Bowls. I think um, how
3: crazy this offseason was. Deshaun Watson, $250 million in the trade. Yep. Kyler Murray, $200 million. Jimmy G, going to get traded after winning two Super Bowls. Um, I'm well, no, not winning. I'm sorry. Going to the Super Bowl and, and the championship team, having some success. There's been so team much success, Team like, success. Absolutely. <laughs> the, the, this offseason really has been like insane. Just insane. Like how many new coaches? Seven, eight new coaches. Dougie P in Jacksonville, week one, he, he goes to Washington against Carson. What the hell's that about? Jacksonville goes to Washington in week one? You Miami, know,
2: so. Miami loses a draft pick?
3: Yeah, you're totally right. Yeah. yeah, for you know, for that you know, for that you know, the nonsense with Brady. I mean, oh,
2: you
1: know, Ridley gambling. Calvin, yeah,
3: he, he would you know. Do we have AJ Brown if we get Ridley? Probably not. How does this team look with Calvin Ridley instead of AJ Brown? You know, it's wow. You know,
0: we really yeah. haven't recorded a podcast in a while. Yeah. Baker
3: Mayfield <laughs> to the <laughs>
1: Panthers. Exactly. We yeah. The the, the quarterback. And I we've t- and we've we've touched on this a thousand times, but it, I'd be remiss to not bring it up again. Quarterback's the most important position, and now you're seeing in the NFL that new guard of quarterback. You know, every year it's the it's what's the best quarterback. This you know, Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Tua, all those guys like now like they're the new guard. Trey Lance, now, Trey, tra- tra- perfect one. Trey Lance, like Herbert. It, it's it's all sort of like we're watching the new guy, and you know, there's Brady who retires and unretires, and now he's not playing, and or now he's not a training camp. Now he's coming back, like you know, Drew Brees retires. You know what I mean? All this shit. It's like, man, all, all those Hall of Famers are gone, and now it's like it's exciting to see like who's going to rise to the top, and that's even exciting for our Eagles team.
0: Well, Aaron Rodgers is keeping it weird in Green Bay.
1: Oh yeah. That's yeah, what I was going to no. I was going to bring that up when when you asked what we were doing in the offseason. I was going to be like I told you I was hanging out with him doing ayahuasca. So,
2: ayahuasca.
0: That's what Jesse's drinking right now. Basically, it's based with a little bit of a Italian liqueur in there. It's ayahuasca. The Spaghetti ayahuasca. That's cocktail. it.
2: Spag- That's Spag- it. Yeah.
0: But okay, I so mean, okay, there there's there is the NBA or the NFL recap in a nutshell. Now, Let's filter it down oh, to Lincoln financial to field football team. in okay. And where do you want to go?
1: Wh- wh- what are we looking at week one? What are we looking at? I mean, this, this team is, I mean, we all, we all, we've all argued about quarterbacks. We're, we're not blind. This is a huge year for this Eagles team. If it, you know how we, are not going I'm not even going to bring up Howie Roseman. But big, big year for Hurts, huge year for Hurts, huge, even bigger year for our coach, Nick mm-hmm. Sirianni, and even our defensive coordinator, I think, who's gotten a lot of flack. He has now, in the offseason, sort of changed this roster on, a def- on the defensive side of the ball. Very exciting players, free agents, pretty, pretty nice draft picks, I think. And then on top of that, from the offensive side of the ball, where I thought we had kind of the – probably one of the okay offenses in the, in the NFC East now I think is a, is a pretty stacked bunch. But again, I think we have some holes we got to work on, but again, I'll just go down the list for the offense. AJ Brown, Zach Paschal, uh, defensively, Hassan Reddick, huge signing. Kazir white, uh, Bradbury picked up late in the off season. And then our, our, I think our draft picks, Jordan Davis, uh, Nicobe Dean, Cam Jurgens, who's replacing uh, Jason Kelsey right now with an injury, who has seems like he's been playing well in the preseason. Um, but again, I, I, you know, there's some holes. I think, I think running back, we always sort of talk about. I was going to say, it's are concerning. We, are we still small at running back? Yes, yes definitely,
2: yeah. definitely.
1: And Miles was hurt again. Like, yeah, it, this is um, this is the time where I hope Howie, not to bring him up again reaches out to a Melvin Gordon. I know he just resigned, but a, a bigger back, older guy that we can have that can we need a blunt two point That's
2: what we yeah. need. I mean, let's ding, be ding, real. Ding. We we need a guy that can stay fucking healthy. Because I don't think I don't think it's him. It, it's it's not like Penn State players. Gotta love them. Yo, gotta game well them. get
1: you gains though,
2: you know? I heard like our rumor somebody was saying like we might be trying to get Kareem Hunt. Like,
1: could be a possibility. I mean, swap
2: type, but he's still small, but he can at least he's fast, but he's healthier than what we've got. Like, so it's oh, so you mean for
1: our every down, yeah? Yeah. Like, I've also heard Josh Jacobs. I know that makes you happy, uh, Jesse. Well, Um,
2: but I mean, I, I think Jacobs is a good player, and I think he would do well in our offense. But the things that he does well are the same same things that our running backs that we have do well. He's just a little more durable, but like if unless you're getting rid of miles, I don't understand bringing Jacobs in like that's to me that they, they're the same guy they're they're like half an inch apart they're like ten pounds five ten pounds different in weight like they're the same guy, so like.
0: I mean, we're looking pretty studded out at wide receiver, though. I will say.
2: Oh, dude, dude. I and mean, to and then like, um, you know, the beginning of training camp, it was the AJ Brown show. While while um, Slim Reaper was hurt, was hurt, uh, nursing a groin injury, and now Slim Reaper came back and came back in a big way, and he was torching the the Browns' DBs all day today. And even before today, even earlier in the week, he was torching everybody he played against, making just ridiculous catches. And at one point, one of their one of their um, corners tried to get in his face and intimidate him. And and Smith, when Smith realized who it was, was was like, motherfucker, the last time we pl- I played against you, I, pe- I beat you so bad. I put your ass on the bench for the rest of the game. Shut the fuck up. And, you know, everybody's hollering at that. And then, so what's Smitty do after that? Just three monster catches on him back to back to back on the, on the, you know, the next couple plays, like, and they asked, um, our other co number one wide receiver, like, what do you think of Smitty? And he's like elite route run. Like he's just a technician at it and he's gotten better. Apparently he's gotten better at it and, you know, John and I both have, have said the same thing, that it's a big year for Hertz, And, you know, there's there's no guarantee that what he's doing in training camp carries over to the regular season. But the way he's playing in tra- training camp right now, I, I feel really confident that the Eagles are going to have a really fun season this year because Jalen Hurts took everything that people said about him things that he needed to do and he took it all in stride and instead of like crumbling and acting like baby, he was just like, all right, cool. I'm going to get better. And he went to work and dude showed up in shape,
1: looking, looking ready to kick ass. And, you know, here we are. So. I will say too, like to, to Matt's sort of point where I know he doesn't get very excited for preseason and where I, I mean, as you know me, like super fan, like I get super stoked for preseason. But like the hype around the guys in pre in in that these reporters, again going back to our social media shit, like just tweeting out like Devonte Adams, uh I'm sorry, Devontae Smith uh burned uh, Greedy Williams for a great touch on like that's great. That's awesome on one on ones and shit. But like let's let's see Let, let's see that in the game. And I think that's where Matt I agree, I agree with you. It's like the hype around preseason, like, and yeah. especially now we talk about like only three preseason games. Like these guys aren't going to play a lot. Yeah. And the first couple game, real games, regular season are kind of shitty play. You yeah. don't find out to like week five who fucking good teams are in this league anymore, especially now with the, with the, with the way we have a preseason and time off and shit. So yeah. it's, when the rubber meets the road, I think we'll, you know, we'll see. I agree with Jesse, like on paper, this team looks exciting. We didn't lose a lot of guys, if any. Um, and we, we gained
0: it. And, and we added some really, really yep. valuable, needed pieces. And to what you uh, said uh, about the
3: it's NBA. It's respectful to one JJ Arcega Whiteside. Uh, I'll
0: pour one out, pour one out Ooh. for my homie. Drink that one. Yeah. Uh, a J J. A J J. But uh, but John, like you said about the NBA, but in the East, it's like look at the look at the NFC East. Yet again, wide open. I, so
1: absolutely wide open. And I will say this, and I'm sure a few of you will, him and Hall. The NFC is wide open.
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: We, I mean, we. That, I mean, give me a team you're scared of in the NFC. I mean, outside of the Rams, like I'm not scared of the Rams.
2: I I'm concerned about their defense. Like that's about it. Like they they've uh, got they've got an elite defensive line. Like uh, okay, uh, other than other than Jalen
1: Ramsey, who I'll got burned behind in the Super I'll Bowl. I'll get
3: behind this team. Like behind it, behind it. When they beat Dallas, we haven't beat Dallas in so long. When the game matters.
2: Oh, they're going to whoop Dallas' ass this year. I
3: hope they do. And then I'll feel good about it. But when we had to beat him last year, we got embarrassed in Dallas. And yeah, I know, you know, and then I know in this season we didn't play guys. If it doesn't count, I'm not whatever. But Jalen's played Dallas, what, two times? And both times we've lost by three touchdowns. So I need to see him beat Dallas. Like, and I'll feel good.
0: Like Car- the- Cardinals, Cardinals, Cardinals.
2: I'm not worried about them and and um, and uh, the you know that midget they've got running around behind that line. Oh my lord! That how about really Haya,
0: how about how about Hiawasa? How about Hiawasa breath?
3: He's got. He's no got no wide receivers.
2: Him. He's already <laughs> throwing fucking temper tantrums about his lack of wide receivers. Fuck that okay. guy.
3: The Bucks will be good
2: if if Tommy comes back.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's what I mean. Like it's it's wide open there's a lot Ooh. of ifs there's a lot of ifs sure like you know uh, i don't know watch out for those commanders boys but Ooh. can we make yeah, it some like, noise like go through the list real quick chicago i don't yeah. think so detroit green bay minnesota falcons panthers carolina S- saints bucks okay they, they, they scare you a little bit cowboys giants i think giants are gonna be better than people think i think they got I think they got a nice coach over there. Eagles, Redskins. Matt, you mentioned the Cardinals. I think they're one of those that you could kind of like look on paper and point to, well, okay, they got they got weapons over there. On paper, Jesse, on paper. Jesse, you mentioned the Rams. I don't think you can – I don't think you can – Trey Lance is a huge question mark. And then the Seahawks. So like out of those teams, if you – eight teams make it, right? So, I mean – Six. I can, I, six? Thank you. I, I consider us, you know, I get it. Super fan. Right in the mix. Can, right in the we mix. We got to be in that mix. We got to be in that mix.
3: thirty-seven because one gets to buy it, and they're six, so right. seven make it seven. Right.
1: And and our schedule is easy. I mean, I don't want to say it's a cupcake schedule, but okay, week one against the Lions. I like the Lions, probably because of Hard Knocks. I like the Lions. They're going <laughs> to be. That's going to be a. That's going to be a fun game.
3: Because uh, of Hard Knocks. Because <laughs> of Hard
1: Knocks. The Vikings. Yeah. Commanders don't even get me started. Jacksonville. Jaguars. Army of one. Army of one. Jack like, Jaguars. There's the Cardinals. Bill's point. There's the Cowboys. Then we go against the Steelers. Who's their quarterback? Houston Texans. Insert fart noise. Commanders. <laughs> insert two fart noises. Colts. I like the Colts. That could be a tough, tough matchup. That could be the ice. That could, ice. Be these, that could be the game we lose that we should have won that we always yeah. get every year. The, Aaron Rodgers. Home at Lincoln Financial Field, throwing to me and Bill. Yeah, Tennessee hey, Titans making moves. Tennessee Titans, Giants, Bears, Cowboys, Saints. Bears. Like Giants again. Like I'm not going to sit here and say we're 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 17 and 0, but I mean you look at that schedule and you're kind of like, wow. If okay, if Jalen Hurts can be good mm-hmm. and consistent. This this is an easy ten win eleven. win So
0: game. what I'm hearing, like every, like I hear every other year, and what it could potentially end up being is not that the, the 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 landscape was too competitive and we were you know there was the talent was you know um, unbalanced. It was the Eagles beat themselves. If we don't beat ourselves like we do, like. You know, like you were like you were saying, John, like the Colts game. Like that might be one we look back and be like, damn, like we should have we should have we should have won that game. You know, like it yeah. always seems like every year there's like a handful of games that we just even insert, Super Bowl insert fart noise, you know, and it, it and, and we lose, you know, we blow it.
1: Mm-hmm. So I mean a lot of the teams that we just mentioned were in last year's playoffs Rams, Arizona, Dallas, San Francisco, Tampa Bay, Philly. I mean, those teams were in it. So, I mean, I think there's a, per, there's a stat where like, there's a percentage of teams that actually that were last year, definitely don't even get close to making it. So there's going to be some, there's some turnover there, but you know, Dallas, Dallas has always hyped up the last two years. They've been hyped up. Uh, you know, I thought I was scared of him last year, but with with Jesse's favorite head coach and Mike McCarthy, I feel like, you know, <laughs> they're just, you know, cruising for a bruising, you know?
2: And you know, I I think
3: they're, I think, I mean, I mean, it's so crazy. That's been what, 20 years since there's been back-to-back NFC East champions. So they have that curse going against them. But I think Dallas is still, I think, I agree. I think the Giants are going to be much better than last year. And I think, um, and and the Giants beat us once last year with how bad they were. Now we played bad, but they beat us
1: one. Mm-hmm.
3: And then I think Washington's gonna. We, I mean, we're pro- and and this is where my head's at. Like, it wouldn't shock me if we go three and three in the division. Like, I think the Redskins can easily beat us one time, and we we beat them last year on last kind of drive things. And I'm, I'm not saying that you know a wins a win. But it, it could go either way. Obviously, in any, you know, I think they've gotten better, and the reason, and and I don't think just because of Carson. I think because Ron Rivera is a great coach. I think he has that team like pretty dialed in. So I, I think the NFC East is probably, in my opinion, one of the most underrated divisions in football. I think everybody just sees the records from years past. But with Dable, he'll get things turned around. Mm-hmm. I think Rivera has the team like again. I don't think they're whatever, but. I mean, they were, they went toe-to-toe toe with Tom Brady two years ago in the playoffs when they went to the Super Bowl. I mean, they only lost by like a touchdown or 10 points. So, was, you know, they're not like scrubs uh, by yeah. any means. It's just Carson's Carson, you know, and who yeah, knows? I mean, he,
1: he's an upgrade from Tyler Heineke and Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean. so,
3: and Carson can to get up for one game against us and go nuts and have a big game and, you know, whatever. He's capable. He's shown it. It's just consistently he doesn't do it.
2: So he's gonna be hurt,
3: and and that's the other thing too. So, but but yeah, I think it's I think with the Eagles, I do agree, John. I don't think it's ludicrous to be like this could be an NFC Championship team easily. I mean, (laughs) who's it's not? I mean, but uh, not banking on it, (laughs) you know. But no,
1: certainly not. Certainly not. I, I think you're like when we see the the jokes about not the jokes, but the the guy who or person who bet. On the Eagles to win the Super Bowl, like you're you're fucking crazy. That's a, a John Berner account.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. A John Berner like, account.
1: Like I would never it's think that. Team. I would never think that. But when you kind of like step back and look at the NFC, like I don't even talk about the AFC is fucking stacked, right? Yeah, no, Russell stacked. Russell Wilson going to the AFC helps us. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, huge. That's
3: huge. Uh, you know, uh,
1: yeah,
3: dude, we, we never beat him. We never beat Russell right. Wilson. I don't
1: believe. But but ha- but but having those teams beat each other up in the AFC.
3: No, you're yeah. right. I'm just. But you're right. Like him leaving NFC, like that's a big bugaboo for the Eagles. He never Absolutely. loses to us. Like never loses to us.
1: Yeah. He and has that.
3: fuck over us.
1: And, and you're you're. Are you worried about like Matt Stafford? Like he's hurt right now. Like they're they're talking about it. He's got some weird arm pain or now, something.
3: No, I think I think they I think the Rams are gonna. I wouldn't even be shocked if they don't win the division. I think they're going to have injuries and roll hangover. They're not built to be like a dynasty. You know what I no, mean?
1: They're a season away to Sean McVay going to the booth 100%. And Aaron Donald retiring, like they and then they're be in territory this
3: year, missed the playoffs, and then they do it again next year. He's out. Yeah. like they go bang bang, he'll be out. Um, but yeah, no, you're right. I think it comes down to, and then that's the other issue. It's, it's. Um, you know, I mean, Jalen, this is it. Jalen, you have every opportunity to either, I mean, I've heard his name being considered, will he be an, an MVP candidate to, uh, candidate this year, which is, which is crazy. But that's how like open. I mean, you know, obviously it's what it's, you know, it's, you know, one for the league, but I mean, he has every resource available to him. He has to, he has to make the plays like there's zero excuses I it's mean, short leash. What? And so I guess it's just a matter of, you know, him, him making the throws. It's just that simple.
2: It's like what team has a corner now that can cover uh, Devontae? What team? The
3: guys? are pretty decent, but I get your point. We're like, pretty lethal.
2: If, if you say, okay, we're going to lock down. We're going to lock down Devontae. He's not going to beat us over the top. Cool, cool. What about AJ Brown? Oh, you're gonna try to lock him up? What about Dallas Goddard? Like
3: Well AJ's gonna get to them one corner on every team. That's what I mean. Like Devontae has to go eat. Devontae has to chew up these second second tier corners. Uh, but the issue is just to what uh, or my concern is, and I need to see it, is I have no concern about Devontae getting open. Number one has to get has to get him the ball. Yeah. Him. That's my concern. Cause uh, we all saw John's replay of the Bucs game and he had some though I didn't want to admit it, he had some truth to it on the Quez Watkins run, you know, down the post plays and there were guys open. And he mm-hmm. just didn't find them. And yeah. I know it's easy to pick apart guys, but that's an NFL quarterback. Like you gotta find guys. Like that's your job. So mm-hmm. you know, I mean, how he can't do anything else. I mean, clearly Jeff was like Put this kid in every possible chance to succeed. Like, this is my kid. So, how yeah, we did it. And, you know, with AJ Goddard, Devonta. He, I, I think our RBs, I think our RBs, we got – even, like, a guy like Huntley, we we can make him look like an all-star. Like, I mean, on all-pro. Like, our running game is going to be solid. Like, bosses. hot.
1: Do they just constantly feed him in preseason games? Like, dude, he got so many carries in preseason. Huntley? In preseason game. He's a monster. I was like – I was like, dude, are, are they going to try to kill this kid? Like, I hope he makes the that's roster. How
3: boy. No, um, I, I, I'm telling you, dude, like if Miles goes down, this Huntley kid, he, he, he's one of those guys that comes. I mean, hell, we had Moser before me, before he was Moser. Yeah. So, I mean, Howie finds these sixth, seventh round undrafted guys. So, that's one thing I never doubted with Howie. And, and I think Boston Scott's one of the most underrated. He's like a better runner. Than Darren Sproles, but Darren was a little better out of the backfield catching. Boston Scott's, like, a really good football player. Mm-hmm. Like, that guy just finds the end zone. Like, he's our best goal back. He just gets it. He, like – I mean, he helped us beat – I mean, I, yeah, I'm, I'm a Boston Scott fan because, you know, from a small college, good kid, one of those, he's just easy to root for. And, he, and you don't get hurt. He's just out there every week. So I think him and Gainwell are going to be our studs this year, in my opinion. I think Miles is going to be in and out. He's a head case. Gainwell getting is getting back. gains. I think it, well, I think it's going to be Boston and Kenny Gainwell. are going to be the one-two punch.
2: And to 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 Bill's point about like finding these guys late in the draft, like again this year, and we talked about it in the group chat, like how he might have two or three undrafted free agents might make this team this year. That's yeah. ridiculous. It's
0: insane. And so what and, I'm so what I'm hearing. Is- so I'm here, we could all put our final thought on the Eagles here before we move to uh, – Go birds. Is that your final thought, Jesse?
2: Yeah, go birds. It's all we go need. For, go
0: birds, go birds. <laughs> go birds, go birds. Go birds, go birds. Go bird. That's a great final thought, Jesse. That's a final <laughs> thought. Um, I want to – you know, we're catching up here. We're coming off forfeit summer vacay, so we got to touch on every every team.
3: Don't do it. We'll talk about the suckles. We gotta,
0: we, we, gotta suckles. Fills.
3: we gotta touch Phils.
0: We gotta touch a little bit about the Phils because we gotta recap. And and you know we're running a little over here, but we gotta give the Phils their due because a lot has happened uh, to it's their landscape. Noise, as per John, aka Phillies, a, a lot, of, a lot has happened to their landscape. John, check it right? out. John's done. John's He'll done. Do John's the- going to bed. nighty-night. Nighty-night. Oh, he's oh, putting his.
3: Uh,
0: that price harpers contribution to the Phillies the last month. Basically. Oh my god! Oh my god! So, listen, we fired our manager, yeah, interim manager, yeah, right? We've got we got we got bit with the injury bug pretty, yeah. pretty heavy, scumbags right? Off the team, oh we've got scumbags off the team, all the scumbags are gone. We, all we of, kind of them are gone, except for one. Oh except no! One. no, no for, Jesse, except for one. right. We there that was is. some there there was there was some there was some moving and shifting. Didi's gone, right? With Segura coming back, we had to do something, right? But hey, a lot of young talent, right? Well, what have we been saying in years past, time and time again about the Phillies? We don't give these young kids. We don't bring them up. We don't. We don't harvest our our farm talent right hey i'm seeing i'm long ball hall i'm liking what i'm seeing out of this young kid i mean who knows
2: the so i know i know john when they fired um mr yankee uh you know, he's like, you know, it's always the manager's fault. It's never the player's fault. There oh, go. The and I and I get that to an extent. <laughs> it's a lot easier, right? It's, it's, oh, no! It, it's very easy to say, "Oh well, the, it's the manager's fault because he's just one fucking guy," like, right? Like you can fire him. Yeah, not, but John,
0: John will tell you, it's Bryce. It's Bryce. It's always Bryce Harper's well, It's always Bryce. Harper's fault. It's Bryce
2: Harper's it's fault. Bryce Harper's so Harper's so fault. the so the Phillies fired, you know, Mr. Yankee. Um, and since then, since they've put Topper in, Rob Thompson, good Topper, old Topper.
1: he's got a nickname already. Topper.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: The, the Topper. Top. Top. Uh,
2: he's 20 games over 500 with the Phillies. Topper's 20 games over 500. So the the DD getting released for Gene to come back never would have happened with, um with the, with, with, um, not even going to name Mr. It. Mr. Yankee. Mr. Yankee. That wouldn't have happened. All these young kids playing wouldn't have happened. You know, I love seeing the young kids come. Yeah, in. Day- Philly's daycare is so much fun to watch. I love it. Now i
3: have to do another coach in Philadelphia. The, but they're young guys enough, and he's a, and as an idiot coach. Hmm. Is Stott? Who's that? Way. Fill in the blanks.
2: Stott's probably the only one that that's like a starter out of all the, all these young kids. Like Stott's the one that will probably start for this team a couple of years. The the problem with Hall is that teams have started to figure out he's got a big old hole in his swing, but it, he could fix it. He could fix it. Well, it's I mean it's he's he's it's, he's that type of power hitter. It's the same. Well, with,
0: he's he's going to strike out a lot, or he's going to or he's going to knock the knock the, the leather yeah, off the ball. Yeah, but
2: and it's well, it's the and it's but, Ryan uh, Howard all over again. Yeah, and with him, if you throw him a fastball, shout out to Ryan Howard. If if you throw him a fastball. He's gonna murder. Forget about it. Him. So and and he's still playing really well when they when they need him to. And Schwarber's
0: he stepped up big time.
2: Yeah, Schwarber's come back. Um Castellanos is still, you know, feast and famine. Figuring it out. Yeah. And the crazy thing is I forget who what Philly's beat writer looked at it. There's been like in the history of baseball, there's only been like seven or eight guys who have ever had a bigger drop from one year to the next of their slugging percentage than Nick Castellanos has had this year. And the the one good thing is every one of those players that have had a season like he has all bounce back the next year. So if there's anything good long-term is that every one of those other guys rebounded and, and, you know, wasn't, um, a train wreck the rest your, of it.
0: your your boy Reese he, he's he's turning it around a little bit
2: I, and you know the, the the knock on Reese has always been well it, it's it's a little like one and two is his defense is a little suspect yeah and but the the real knock on he makes Reese, some bonehead defensive plays yeah but like the real knock on Reese is he's he is a light switch right like when he is on he's one of the best players in baseball and when the light switch is flipped down, he could look inept at the plate for a month. And, you know, that's the thing that's always kind of dogged him with the Phillies, is when he's hot, he's, he's amazing. When he's cold, he's terrible. Yeah. This year, I feel like with the new hitting instructors that they've got, they've worked with his swing. They've worked with Harper's swing. They've worked with some of these guys – and they're they're not – and, and uh, JT, who's having a, a bounce-back second half. And they're not doing so many dumb things to strikes. Yeah. And you're starting to see them get better situationally. And I think that's why you're having a better season – a more – not a better season out of Reese, a more consistent season out of Reese.
0: Well, I think also, you know, we all know how baseball works too. And it's it's a lot of hot and cold, ups and downs, mm-hmm. peaks Absolutely. and valleys. But you know, one thing that helps you get get your team out of that is chemistry. And oh, these guys love each other. These guys love each other, man. Like, you know, when I I will use your your nickname when Mr. Yankee was here, it was a lot of thousand yard stares out of the dugout. Mm-hmm. And now these guys are just they're they're they've they've Here's got a question
3: their for another episode maybe another yeah. topic another sizzler. Is the happy faces due to Bryce not not being around them? And they can relax.
0: It, it cons- conspira- I think we have one conspiracy theorist on ding, this podcast that might ding, agree with you.
1: Ding. Well, yeah, we'll what,
2: see. What I mean-
1: it's what was it? Was it that they fired Girardi, or was it that bitch boy with his with his uh, sunburn <laughs> with his with his sunburn tans and his uh, his his blisters from his his, uh, his his sandals from being on the beach the last fucking three months. Uh, well, is that the reason why? Well, that I well, think so.
0: Well, I mean, so the argument to that is, is that we 11, fired Mr. Yankee and we've, we saw the uptick before Bryce got hurt. I mean, yeah, there like, was already the, the chemistry and the locker room was already on the upswing and before and, Bryce got hurt.
2: And then Bryce got hurt and they fucking cratered for two weeks. When they lost Harper. So like.
0: Because they had to figure it out. They had yeah, to, they
2: had to figure it out. When you lose the MVP of the league, you have to figure it out. MVP. And, and you know, I know John hates Bryce Harper for whatever Found
1: fucking cloud. reason. <laughs>
2: uh, I mean, <laughs> it's fine because, you know, in the group chat. To I mean, our like, listeners,
0: like, we've been on break, but we're back and. One thing has not changed. John still hates Bryce Harper.
2: Like, I don't, I don't, I'll never understand it. Like, all the dude has done since. You will got, when he, when like, you will, when he bitches out of here, you will. You'll well, be I like, mean, oh, well, here we go. So, anything else you want to share with us, Kreskin? How did the Eagles do at the end of this year? Huh? What? I, I'm sorry. Uh, that didn't make any sense. No, it absolutely does. Because, obviously, was you Kreskin. Everybody else listening to this podcast knows who the fuck Kreskin is, dumbass. He's he was like the dude that could always like see through. Like he was the um, Howard Eskin would always, or not Eskin. Uh, Howard Stern would always have him on, and he was the guy that would always be able to like, oh, I can uh, tell, I can uh, tell the future and
1: everything. So yeah, I mean, if if everybody if- everybody on this podcast knew that. Well, I mean, well, it is kind of keep, a pop culture thing, John. Keep going, keep going. Okay, I, want to, okay, I want to hear more so, of your
2: vomit. So, it, since you can see in the future, how do the Eagles do the next two
1: years? We're not talking about the Eagles. No, We're no, onto no, the Phillies. No no no, 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 no. You, no, you, you see, listen, the future. listen, man. You I love this Get on, get on that bandwagon for Bryce Harper. He's doing real well. He's not playing. How many games did he play last year? 141. How many games he, did he play this he year? He played 64. enough
0: to he he played enough to be the MVP last year. Thank
2: you.
1: Hey man. Hey, individual awards are great. Everyone loves them. I get it. I get it. But so, since he's been here, we haven't been in the in the uh playoffs. So, I mean, is that good? Is that good? Is that what we want? We just want we just want personal achievement awards for everyone. And that's and that's our and that's our and I, and that's the, our the, our the, gauge. But,
0: it, but, it was okay for Allen Iverson. He's, you know, He's got Alan, I, he's got a well, free pass in this city.
1: I mean, there's a difference between being a legendary, not even close. Well, and the book's close. still being written on Bryce. But also and, the, and you know what? He might be a Hall of Fame player. Good for him. He's That's going great. to be a Hall of Fame great. player. That's awesome. Congratulations. That's awesome for him. Cool. I, I hope he is. I hope that he can take that 300 million and go back on the beach. And, and count as money. That's great. I so, love
0: the
2: fire that this episode is like, ending but, with. So
1: here's here's
2: the joke, but it's here's thing, show, right? It it an individual player in a sport like basketball can make a tremendous difference, right? And can will a team onto the playoffs or a, a deep run or win a title. You see it happen all the time in basketball. It it does not apply to baseball because there's only so much a single player can do. Harper, I mean, uh, Shea Utani the other night did what? Like pitched seven innings and hit like two home runs and, and scored a bunch of like scored a bunch of runs and still lost the game because the rest of his team was dog shit. Like, so there's only so much you can do. And he won the MVP last year. It's one thing if, like, he was making $300 million, right? And in the offseason, had two motorcycle accidents and gets hurt, breaks his wrist, doesn't play at all, and then pops positive for steroids, right? So we, we could have a guy like that on our team right now. Instead, we have a guy making less money than Tatis, who is clean and Shows up to play all the time, and he's not hurt. I mean, it's not like what happened to him was a freak thing. He swung at a ball that came in and it broke his hand. Like that happens in baseball, it's not like he
1: doesn't take care of himself, and that's why he got hurt. That was the same argument, and that's the same exact argument you had for Carson Wentz and why he was always hurt. It's well, a I mean, freak thing. It was a freak thing. It was a freak thing. But, but okay. the, well, the fact of the matter is, in 2019, he played 157 games. In 2020, he played 58 games. In 2021, 141 games. And currently, in 2022, 64 games. So if I want to draw you a graph, it's like this, then it's like this, then it's like this, then it's like this. I so need a power. You, I need a PowerPoint presentation. Yeah, I'll make one. And if you want to, if you think the Phillies want to play, pay a guy twenty-seven million dollars on a DH. That's eleven percent of their payroll. Mm-hmm. Have fun. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Because there will not be a parade with that. Sorry. Well, not you happening. Act, you act like the Phillies pitching. want
2: pitching. You, pitching again. You act like the Phillies wanted Bryce Harper to break his hand. You act like Bryce Harper wanted to break his hand. No, no. Like. Nobody set out that game. It's not
1: like Harper went up to bat like, hmm, you know what? Best I can, I, ability is availability. Wanna... We talk about it all the time. And if you can't stay healthy, sorry. Hey, if he he should have won four MVPs, but he's but he's hurt. So Instead he's so got one. i I mean I I I get it. Well no, he has two. Um, right, two, yeah, but one with the
2: Phillies. So it's it's his fault that he got hit in the hand with a 98 mile an hour fastball and his bones weren't strong enough to defy physics and not break on that impact. Like
1: there's no, now you're you're just silly. Of course not. But again, it's, it's, but no, you're like, it it goes back to to Joel Embiid. If I'm not saying he's got weak bones, but the guy can't stay healthy. I'm sorry. Wear a bigger uh, pad on your arm, something. I mean, if you're that important to a team, that's that's the fact of the matter. What, that's the fact what, of the matter. He's there's hurt nothing, there's he's nothing done. else that you can that you can express to to me that he's he hasn't in in four of the two years he's been hurt. I'm sorry, two of the four years he's been hurt. That's a fact. That's a fact. So like whether a ball hits him or he moves boulders and they're too heavy and he gets a hernia or his 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 his, his toes hurt in the sand, he's hurt. So un- until he's not hurt, then we can have a discussion.
2: But he's
0: I, a- am, I, I can but I you just
2: problem can, can you can I shit just... On him when he played when he was the MVP last year, you shit on him. Then you gave him zero fucking credit. You gave him yeah. zero uh, fucking credit. My one little MVPs. argument,
0: though, my one little MVPs. argument I want to get in. And again, I know MVPs. I know basketball, and baseball is not apples to apples. But you made the comparison, the and B comparison to Bryce Harper Not being healthy. And I think we can probably go back in time, you know, and and prove that Joel Embiid probably didn't do everything in his power to stay healthy and take care of his body the way Bryce Harper has. So again, we're talking about a, a seven foot two.
1: Yeah, it's it's an unfair, it's an unfair count. comparison.
0: It's fair. You know, I mean, I mean, physics has a lot to do with that too, you know. But
1: let's let's use Carson Wentz as an example. Is that a better example? He was almost gonna be the MVP in the Super Bowl year, almost. And then he comes back and he's not healthy. And we sat here and Jesse and I argued that he's not good. He can't because he can't stay healthy. And I'm not an Ostradamus, but Look at the guy now. Today, he still can't stay healthy. Mm-hmm. So now
0: you're Creston, you're Creston, or whatever that Krestin. guy's name was. But oh, yeah, also, exactly.
1: but you knew who he
2: was. So. Also, it's it's not with, with Wentz. It wasn't just that he couldn't stay healthy, right? It's that he couldn't he couldn't ever re- reproduce what he did in 2017. The difference with a guy like Harper is, okay, he's 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 had some bad luck and he's gotten hurt. The, when he comes back, he's not a different guy. He's still Bryce Harper. The difference is Carson Wentz is still chasing that 2017 season and he's never going to get it back. He's never, ever going to be that guy again. Bryce Harper.
1: And to pay the guy $27 million to just hit if that's what you think is going to, to take you to a World Series, then, then call my bluff and we'll see it. Well, no, uh, but you're paying a guy $27 million to be the DH now because he's unable to play in the field. Well, is it because he's hurt or is it because they just want him to DH? Well, if no, you're just gonna is- make him a DH, we thought that he was gonna be a DH at the tail end of his 10-year contract that he signed. It was like, oh, it's okay. Eh, when he gets older and he, you know, he can't play the field as much. He'll be a DH. Well, now he's a DH. So we'll see what the Phillies do if they just keep well, him as a DH or well, they like young they're, guys. They're
2: not. They're they've already said what their plan is. Okay. He's going to have say it, it. he's going to have his elbow done in the offseason, and he'll be he will be they've
1: uh, they've his always, elbow. Have you been living under a fucking rock? Oh, well, he's hurt again. He's hurt again, right? Because that's the same arm that he was hurt in the beginning of the season that you bitched and moaned about that he should have gotten Tommy John surgery and got it over with, and yeah. instead he kept playing. They throw him on the DH, and he gets hit with a fucking ball. So he's hurt twice. So, now he's got tw- two injuries.
2: So he was going. He was playing through the elbow and was still playing at a high level through the elbow injury because DH. he wasn't playing his regular position. He was DHing. He was still producing, you know, hitting the ball. So, again, nobody knew this was going to happen this year. They didn't sign him to be the DH this year. They signed Castellanos to be the DH. Um, So Harper gets hurt. Harper Harper pops the ligament in his elbow. They've already said what's going to happen. As soon as the the day after the Philly season ends, he's going to go get his elbow done. He will then rehab all, all fall through the winter and into the spring. He will then be – they will then rehab it through spring training. And the hope is that he will start the season as the DH for the first month. And then at the end of the first month into the second month will be the, the window for – I forget what it is – when you can start throwing again. After having Tommy John, and he will then go back into the outfield. That
1: has been playing all along. So, can I ask you a question then? Sure. Then, then after the season, which let's just assume it's October, right? Mm-hmm. When does when does the World Baseball Classic start?
2: I have no idea. He'll be the
1: DH. Oh, okay. So he's gonna he's not he's gonna rehab and then he's gonna play in the I'll call it the Olympics.
2: It doesn't. He's not going to throw swinging the bat does not put any torque on the injury okay so he can interesting he would have probably already had the injury if he didn't break his fucking hand or he would probably already had the surgery if he didn't get his hand shattered
0: this is dynamic content and i think we can all put a bow on it to say (laughs) we're really excited to see how the philly season plays out can't wait can't wait. Bryce is coming back. I know Bryce John will be back. watching every inning, every pitch.
2: And they lost That's another. Bull, they lost another bullpen arm.
0: So we can be excited about that. I think that kind of about wraps it up, fellas, for this uh, welcome back episode. Um, went a little over for good reason. We had some fireworks at the end. We all know we love it. Check us out. On them social media interwebs at ForfitPod. That's ForfitPod. F O U R F E I T Pod. For Metal Matt, Big John Stud, the J L O, Wild Bill. It's good to be back. Give me one.
2: Coverage.